Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and today I'm so happy to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. She is S.G. Blaze, and her winning book is titled True Terran. Her book titled The Last Luminian also won in a previous Firebird contest. S.G. was born in a faraway land of castles, monarchies, and fallen dictatorships, a.k.a. Hungary. Hollywood movies were forbidden under Soviet oppression during her childhood, but her dad smuggled them in anyway, risking his life so that his children could experience the magic and hope inherent in those stories. She watched rebellions unfold in real time, then journeyed across the Atlantic Ocean for love, and she ended up in sunny California where she is living her dream, writing stories and annoying family members. Well, now I'm finally proud to introduce to you the last Luminian book series, S.G. Blaze author. Welcome to the network, S.G. Thank you so much, Pat, for having me. Oh, it's such a, such a pleasure. Wow, what a, what a little bit of a bio I read. You've come a long way. I sure did. In fact, I didn't even speak the English when I landed in, in America back in 2001 because I had 12 years of passage English knowledge that was not the, you know, the immersive self. So we learned vocabulary, we learned words, we learned grammar. And then when it came to speaking, I couldn't say a single word. <laughs> so it took me 10 years to become fluent and another few years to start writing my book in English and, and you know, uh, get into that uh, different mindset of producing something creative and telling a beautiful story. Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations. And I mean, just need to be proud of all that you've accomplished in a very short amount of time. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's humbling to look back at, you know, um, thinking about, I wanted to be a writer since I was nine years old or 10 years old when I had my first nightmare. And I wrote it down as a horror story of all things. And and I knew I wanted to be a writer. But when I came to America, I saw that dream was over because, you know, I don't speak the, the language. So it was quite a journey to to get to this point. And, and writing in English creatively is different than writing in Hungarian. We have different ways of showing the dialogue, different structural elements. But storytelling is storytelling, right? So it was uh, an amazing, uh, you know, um, uh, journey and self-discovery that took uh, nine, nine years into it. So I bet that added another layer to the editing process. How was that? When you did you hand this over to an editor, and how did that work? I sure did hand it to the best editors out there. I love them. Uh, this is the New York uh, book editors. And they have a collection of editors. They match you with the one that fits your genre. <clears throat> and uh, it was a scary uh, step to take because you're basically handing your baby over, right? Mm -hmm. So it requires a lot of trust. I literally, my hands were literally shaking when I was submitting my manuscript. But I was in a, a great hand, had huge support from, the, you know, the editors, from the staff, and and. It was another level of learning what it means to tell the story. You know, how, how do you structure the sentences to flow better? How do you catch those, those little plot gaps and, and stay consistent? It was an amazing new level of, of uh, writing and storytelling. And, and I did, 
four or five rounds all together now with the two books. And it never ceased to amaze me how thorough they are and how much they help to for me to become a better writer. I, I have a lot of syntax errors. <laughs> you know, and that's I think it's because of, of you know, learning English uh as as an adult. And and but it also helps me to tell uh, my story, I guess, in a more um, cinematic way, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, that's how it goes, you know, in my head. So it's it's a different ex- way of expressing myself. But they're very good at helping me to stay on track. Don't have a lot of run-on sentences. And I've been reading English books for 22 years now. So definitely made the switch from thinking in Hungarian to thinking almost exclusively in English wow. to the point that my mom is upset because I have a, an accent in Hungarian now and I don't speak correctly. <laughs> oh, only a mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so funny. Well, before we get into the book, True Terran, maybe just tell us a bit about the series so that we have a timeline here. Absolutely. So the last Romanian series is basically focusing on a 19-year-old princess named Lila who starts out as a rebel in disguise, uh, fighting for the freedom of refugees and gets entangled with this arrow war that's going on between the two ruling archgods. And it threatens not just her homeworld, but the whole seven galaxies where the series were playing out. And so we will follow Lila in book one to find her role and, and accept the side of the archgoddess. And then in the next book to enter her mission and rec- first mission and recruit the biggest and most dangerous army. And then each book will uh, progress towards the finale of defeating the archgod, how will she handle that task, and how will she restore the balance in the seven galaxies that's right now out of control, and everyone is is struggling with that. And of course, there is magic, there is romance, there is an amazing supportive cast that I hope they'll get their own book and, and have a little bit of spin-off with them. So this series is planned to be anywhere from 12 to 21 books if I include the spin-offs. Oh, wow. So you already have a big plan for this. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's awesome. So give us a little peek into True Terran. I know you just explained a little bit of an outline, but let's delve a little bit deeper into this specific book. Absolutely, I would love to. So in the second book, it picks up where the first book left off, and we meet uh, Lila in her new role. She's the civil and right hand, and of course, general to this archgoddess of the eternal light and order. And she was tasked to recruit this this really dangerous army. And of course, the 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 army's ruler, the Terran Emperor, he's not too keen on complying with this command of just handing over his army. So he sets a condition for her to earn the guardian goddess's blessing which sounds easy, but when she goes to ask for the blessing of guardian goddess Lois, she also tasks her to bring back the mysterious heart amulet uh, or risk failing her mission altogether. Now, Lila is trapped in a strange place with no way out, no idea where to go or how to find this amulet, and the only way for her to complete her mission is to uncover the biggest secret of all Terrans. 
I listen to you and I'm fascinated by what must go on in your head to come up with these ideas. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the original idea, you're going to not believe it, the original idea for this series came from a dream back in 2012 when my family and I were on a cross-country European trip. And I, I woke up in the middle of the night jet lag and I had this this amazing idea that I had to write down, and that was the the starting point and inspiration for this whole series where I had Lila, and I I knew this is gonna be a, a an action adventure. It's gonna be sci-fi mixed with magic, and and of course I love experimenting with different genres. So the third book is actually going to have thriller elements, just to make it even more interesting and. It's been an amazing and fun process to to write these books and and the sky is the limit <laughs> we know when it comes to developing them. That's so true. It's almost like you are living in two worlds. I do, <laughs> and I I, boy, I have conversations in my head with my characters <laughs> to the point when I have a I say something to my friend, I have to pause them and say, hold on, I need to write this down because I can see my character saying this. And my note, my phone is full of notes like this, where a little bit of joke comes from, a little bit of snippet or, or a little bit of scene. <laughs> That's how I get all these these ideas to these stories, you know, that, that it's just everyday inspiration. They do become my friend and, and companion. And it's just, I love how they are helping and supporting the main hero, and they all have different personalities. They all have their own dreams and goals, and they're not always lining up with the main hero's dreams and goals. So they, you know, they, they can do more harm than help, <laughs> but that's why it makes it such a fun uh, cast to, to write with the stories because they, they bring a lot of, of uh, content to the to the books. And I'm sure that it is felt, the reader probably feels that connection that you have with your characters. It's almost as if they are not characters. Yeah, I, I do hope so. In fact, on my website, fgblaze.com, we have uh, released a, a few of illustrations that I've been working with a very talented uh, illustrator, Lucas Kettner, who is uh, the, the most amazing artist coming up with um all these illustrations that you see on the website based on the descriptions from the book are, are talk of how, who they are. He brings in not just how they look, but who they are inside. So I'm very happy to showcase them on the website, and I hope the readers, when they go visit the website, they find, uh, you know, uh, interest and, and they can explore these characters. We even have a map, <laughs> you know, and another one is coming for book two. So we're providing a lot of content uh, so the readers can immerse in this world because what goes into the books are sadly not the full world building that I have in my head, right? Mm -hmm. So we're trying to bring that that immersive world to them on the website. I saw your website. Two points I want to mention. First is the designated page on your website specifically for your characters. I think that's what you're mentioning now. And they even have a ranking system, which I thought was just just a genius idea. Thank you. <laughs> they need to know their strengths and, and um, skills and their bravery. I, it almost feels like, to me like a 
video game uh, because I can see them, <laughs> you know, fighting in a in a uh, first uh, in a role playing video game or something like that. They they are definitely a different type of characters. You know, they have their own strength that they bring to the table, and and it was a lot of fun to to visually show them to the readers. And then on your front page, is that the art you were talking about where you've got that collection of characters and, and that moves as well. You've got that sense of movement. I, I just absolutely love that homepage of your website. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to, to create it. And, and, uh, I, I love, uh, the author page where, where we have all the characters that will come to the character page too. We have all the characters there and, and it just was such a, a fun project to develop. So, uh, and there's a lot more coming for book two and then onward to book three and so on and so forth. Do you have a writing schedule? Do you have a plan or know how long it takes you to write a book or is, do you write when it hits you? Let's just talk a little bit about your writing process. Sure. Um, my writing process evolves as, as my, my, uh, writing craft evolves throughout the years. It's so different from in the beginning when I was writing from 8 in the morning till 10 in the evening for weeks on with barely stopping. I don't even know how my family survived because I don't remember anything outside of writing. So I'm really hoping I made dinner and lunch and breakfast for my <laughs> poor family. <laughs> they did survive, but I guess I did. Somebody but ate we, somehow, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> we went from that to that. Uh, I was not hectic, but just very focused writing when the first version, the first time I would tell the story into a, a lot different style of writing where I spend a few months on developing the structure, the world building that goes into the book. So when I sit down to write, I have, um, I know when I'm going, I have my roadmap, but I have a lot of flexibility to, to still improvise and and allow the characters you know to to do their own thing their own act their own way and that takes usually uh 30 to 40 days for me to write the book and that's the first version and usually there is one or two uh, extra version on top of that depending on how the editing goes and that part is taking a few weeks so anywhere from two to four weeks to do the revision and then after the proofreader and then gets, you know, ready to be published. And the editing process, uh, because, you know, uh, the editor, it can take up to six months. So I try to get the book done in the beginning of the year. So when it goes through the editing process, I can finish the cover. I can get the website ready. So there is the business side also that has to be managed. But that's how my, my writing day looks like. I try to schedule in chunks. Can you write anywhere, or is there a specific place where you feel comfortable writing? That's a great question. I, I used to be that I could only write in at my desk, in quiet, and it went to, I can sit down and write anywhere, even if I have people talking around me, because I get just so focused, I tune everything out. In fact, my son has a favorite story that he would come in to talk to me while I'm writing, and I would actually respond to him. But I would never re remember what I said or what he asked. So he's like, Mom, why are you going back on what you just uh, promised me? And I'm like, I don't remember this conversation. 
So I, I almost like a, a subconscious, like automated robot takes me, it takes over and, and I, you know, <laughs> I answer questions, but uh, not always in a coherent way, right? I, I was thinking your son could be pretty smart about that and say, but mom, you said I could go. And you're like, oh, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have a system for that. I have a, you also have to ask dad. Uh, Otherwise, it's, it's a no. <laughs> you have a system <laughs> for that. For that, believe me. We knew he's going to figure out the loophole. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You have a system for that. You were already planning for some sharp kids, right? <laughs> That's why I'm a writer. Three steps ahead. <laughs> that is so, so funny. Um, you mentioned your cover, so let's talk about your cover on your cover art. Oh, absolutely. I just love the covers. Uh, it's, it's done by Dissect Designs, and he's a... a an amazing cover artist that I would uh, explain to him what the story is, send him a synopsis, and he would pick the the most important element. So when you look at the first book's cover, you see uh, Lila, the main hero, front and center. And I love how she looks demure, like she's a princess, right? But when she looks up, when you see that looking up, you know she has attitude. You know she's sassy. You know she's not that demure. She's going to surprise us all. And then you see that there's an island. There is a castle. That's where the story plays out. It's, uh, you know, see the ocean. That's stormy so we can tell something's going on. It's not a calm uh, day in her life. And then we see the space behind her, which shows that this story going to go from that little island to intergalactic and and also shows the magic, that there's some kind of magic happening with her. So the cover itself tells such a story, and it's so true to the book that after reading uh, the, each book, that was the first book, by the way, The Last Romanian, uh, you find all of these aspects. And when you look at the second book cover, you see this red planet, you see Lila in a different uh, uh, position, you see a, a green village. There are so many hints and elements from that story that after, again, reading that book, you'll find that it's so true to the story that that it gives you all these little hints. Uh, it was such a blast to, de to, to develop these covers. Oh, that's so neat that um, when covers actually tell the story, but if you haven't read the book, you don't quite know what the story is. But afterwards, then you study the cover again, and you always come away with a different takeaway after you've um, read the book and studied the cover. Absolutely. And even the title, I had a lot of fun uh, picking out the titles, right? The first one, we, we actually brainstormed with my editor because the, the previous title was not so intriguing. I don't know if I should tell you that or not. It was not a good title. And so we were trying to come up with what would describe best this story. And we came up with, well, you know, she's the last of her kind and she's a Romanian, so she's the last Romanian, right? That was the original story, the original title. The second title was uh, harder because you know what can we what can we say about this book right and and i was searching for a title that would have multiple meanings right so you think you understand what's the first meaning but as you read the books and the book and the story you start to realize oh no there's so much more going into this there's so much more layers and and so many different meanings 
And that's how the true parent became, that you think you know what, what that implies, but by the end of the book, you really will understand the true and real meaning. How fun for you to put all of this together. I mean, it's one thing to to write it, but then to get the cover right and get the title right. There's just so much involved to, to making one cohesive product, if you will. Oh, definitely. There's a lot going on there. And and I I have to be honest with you. I absolutely love writing. It's my passion. If I don't write, I literally have withdrawal issues. I get uh, shaky. I get nervous. I'm not a happy person to be around. And and to to uh, select the titles, select the cover, to develop those and and showcase the, the story. It is just an absolute pleasure for me. I love <laughs> what I'm doing. I love these books and and I want to spend 19 more years possibly with this series. <laughs> So I am committed to go all the way to see this series, to to reach it, and 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 to even um, you know tra- transport it to different platforms and media types. You know, maybe there's a we're hopeful there's a comic book coming in a couple mm-hmm. of years. We're also open to TV shows and movies, then and video games. There really is uh, uh, sky the limit. I keep repeating this, so we're very excited about it. But uh, it is my app. Absolute uh, pleasure and biggest fun <laughs> to do anything that involves these books, even editing. I'm going to confess, I even like the editing mm-hmm. process, but don't tell anyone, please. Okay, because that's a rough thing to like. <laughs> yeah, it's not the popular uh, uh, part in, in <laughs> for writers. No, it is, but you know what? It makes the book better, so it actually is one of the most important parts of the process. I agree. Yep. Yep, yep. What about feedback? What have you heard from readers? Oh, I am so fortunate that every time I feel a little bit down, someone messages me on Instagram or one of these uh, social media platforms to let me know how much they love the book, and that just makes my day. I love the feedback, all kinds of feedback, because, you know, the positive ones inspire. The not-so-positive ones help me to to look into, to become a better writer, you know, to strive to write better stories. So I, I learned to love all types of feedback. Yes. It's, it's, it's one thing to, well, it's almost like working in a vacuum as an author, as a book writer. You're doing this all by yourself, and then you're putting it out there, and you have no idea uh, what the response is. So feedback is so, so important. Absolutely. And, and it also helps, as you said, when we have a lot of reviews on Amazon and on Goodreads, it inspires other readers to pick up the book. It also helps with with the algorithms to pick up and, and help marketing the book, because that is the other side of this whole business, right, is to help to find the right readers. And the best way it is to leave as many reviews as possible for from the fans. And, and so the Amazon and all the other uh, you know, places can start promoting the book based on these reviews. So it is a, a, a very organic and important cycle of the in the book's life is to to have those reviews, and the, the readers, uh, you know, can do a lot to help this book to find its its place and and develop their readership and fan base that you know it needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of marketing, do you have any favorite marketing tips or tools or things that you believe have helped propel your book? 
Uh, I would say doing giveaways was a very uh, good marketing, uh, you know, it's a good marketing tip. Uh, I did giveaways on Goodreads. I did, I engaged, uh, you know, bookstagrammers. You just, uh, you try to do what you can with your book and you can even run your own giveaways on your own social media platform and engage with your audience. And, and I'd, I'd like to create a positive experience uh, for everyone. And I also like to engage and create a positive community for indie authors because we can help each other. Cross-promoting is also another inexpensive but amazing way to help uh, each other's books to be more visible when it comes to marketing. So many ways to market these days that uh, we didn't have in the past, but they also are extremely time-consuming. So as an author, you just want to write and get your words out there. And then you've got to think of all these creative ways to market, unless, of course, you could hire somebody, but not many authors are in that position. So um, very interesting times right now as far as marketing your book. Right, definitely. And that's why having that community around you of, of similar genre uh, authors is so important because, you know, it takes, uh, I think, 11 times for a reader or to see the same book before they buy it, right? So you have to have the 11 time opportunity to show your book something like that. I don't know what the exact number is. And that's why, you know, having your, your own social media platform is important. Engaging with others and cross-promoting is so important because it, it, it takes years to become overnight success, right? <laughs> we just have to be patient and and just chug away and, and do what we can and also leave, as you said, leave that time to still write your book. I like to separate the two. I only focus on marketing after I'm done with my, my writing uh, in the days because it requires two different uh, thought process. Mm -hmm. So I like to keep the creative separate from the business. Oh, that's so true. That is so true. I, I'm sure some people do a little bit here and a little bit there, but I agree with you. Once you are in that creative mindset, you need to stick with that and then take that hat off and then put the other one on and, and uh, get busy with the marketing. I agree with that thought. Very, very mm -hmm. nice. Thank you for saying that. As we're talking, I'm wondering if you were to write in another genre, do you have another? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have, I have so many genres passed. Oh my gosh. I would love to write uh, a, a memoir. I would also love to write, I have this beautiful story for uh, literary fiction and it, it also has romance in it so I can't wait to write that story. I have a couple of urban fantasy ideas. I have uh, magical realism, a little bit of horror and steampunk. They're all waiting to be developed. <laughs> Do you sleep at night? <laughs> Hardly. I'm going to be honest with you. The 2 to 4 a.m. is my my uh, witching hour. I get my best ideas and, and I have my phone near my bad so when I wake up I just write those ideas down and keep collecting them. <laughs> oh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other way to sleep at night? I don't think so. All right, well apparently not. Not not getting all the things done that you managed to get done. I love this. You are so inspiring. Your energy is just effervescent. I think anyone who listens to this is going to be very, very inspired by you. So thank you for sharing all of this. But I want to make sure we're not missing anything that you wanted to talk about today. 
I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, it's um, I'm very humbled and very honored that that the first book had a fantastic run in the first year. It took home uh, I just counted it 21 awards and honors, oh. and I just I'm just unbelievable. It I can't believe it. <laughs> oh. I don't know how this happened. I remember submitting to all these com- uh, contests and competitions, hoping for one. Uh, you know, honorable mention or finalist, and I just counted it, and I can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, congratulations to you. You're obviously doing something right. All right, well, before we begin to wrap up, why don't you share any contact information where folks can go to find out more about you and where they can purchase your books? Absolutely. I would like the readers to to check out my uh, new website, theSDblade.com. It was be released it well six months ago, so not that new. I, I they can find me on Instagram, SDBlade uh, official. I'm on Twitter, SDBlade author, and my books are available on Amazon, ebook, paperback, audiobook. For the second one, the audiobook is coming. They can also find it, uh, the books on Barnes and Noble. Google, Apple, and Google Play. Look at you. I love it. We're talking with S.G. Blaze in the title of her book, True Terran from the Last Luminian book series. Her website is sgblaze.com. My friend, I am so inspired. I feel like I'm going to jump out of my seat and get a bunch of stuff done today after speaking with you. Thank you very kindly for your words, and thank you for this amazing opportunity. 